Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and your weekend sports cars. What is this, Graham Goodwin? I think this is officially a Flappy Gums episode, meaning... Oh, no, yes. Yeah, no listener Q&A. We're on a bit of a, a tight time frame. I'm the guilty party here where I have a conf- conference call coming up in 22 minutes and then a video conference call for an hour after that. So... Instead of me running my mouth, why don't I say a quick thank you to you for being awesome, Graham Goodwin, to our listeners for being awesome and patient, and also to our keen partners at torontomotorsports.com, purveyors of wonderful motor racing memorabilia, the Justice Brothers, manufacturers of the highest grade of automotive chemicals and lubricants also used in motor racing, and Cooper Tires, makers of road tires, off-road tires, motor racing tires, We love ourselves some Cooper tires. So Graham Goodwin, we have IMSA at Lime Rock GT racing. Awesome. The first GT only weekend of the two that IMSA puts on each year with its WeatherTech sports car championship series. Also had the Michelin pilot challenge series going on there. We had LMP threes running GT fours. We had TCR cars in their own little party, 14 cars, I think there. But before we get to that, We'll probably close on that. I think you should tell us things because <laughs> you're a person who knows a lot of things because you're smart uh, in the head. So Graham Goodwin, editor of DailySportsCar.com and one of the fine, maybe the finest communications person uh, involved in the WC ELMS and yeah. other things in European endurance racing. Why don't you uh, start spinning some yarns? Uh, but, well, mate, there's a lot going on. Apologies for the, the gap in service room. Uh, the weekend sports cars, that's principally down to me and the fact that since Le Mans I've been struggling a little with a little bit of health and uh, uh, a, a nagging chest infection has kept me away from uh, the office. But lots going on. Where do we start? Well, let's start with Hypercar, GTP. Latest story, and it's one of a number MP that will be running um, through Racer and through Daily Sports Car over the next week or two uh, to do with if you like the outliers that the brands that have not yet made a declaration as to what they're going to be doing, uh, in the wacky world of GTP and hypercar Alfa Romeo, the latest, um, we knew there was a possibility that they might make some form of announcement about a future, uh, factory program at uh, the Le Mans classic. And indeed our friends at Le France, the regional newspaper in Lausanne. What was that again? Uh, I might've missed Le it. Les France, uh, it's the regional newspaper. Did you spell in, that? Yes, L apostrophe O U E S T France. Wow, that that yeah. is those are words that I don't know if my dumb American face <laughs> is. <coughs> yeah, but, came, uh, I'm I'm coughing too. <coughs> my whole body is rejecting that <sighs> pronunciation. So wow, I I wish I was French because I I don't know so, if I could do that. So pretty clear that they were expecting something. They managed to nail down the head of the Alfa Romeo brand, not literally, uh, JP Imperato, and <coughs> indeed has said, effectively what he says is uh, they want to go with a high-profile championship. At the moment, they are title sponsors of the Sauber outfit. That deal is going away uh, before Audi take over. Uh, that's um, to, with their factory program. <coughs> so Alfa Romeo at the moment, Oh, we're falling any. apart here. You and I, we're sorry, just mate. coughing and yeah, we're yeah, sorry. I'm afraid that's, that's with me for a couple of weeks yet. Um, seems to be it's a, 
a choice between uh, either uh, the a, a, a new partner in Formula One or WEC with Hypercar. Um, Alfa Romeo Estelantis brand, as indeed, of course, are Peugeot. Uh, and we know that Stellantis have made it pretty clear that they would be open to other brands should there be a market justification to do that. The interesting part of it is this. <clears throat> Mr. Imperato's um, words were, we want to do something where we are confident we can win. Now, here's the news. You're not going to win in Formula One. I think this looks very good for Alfa Romeo. I don't think they're the only additional brand we're going to see coming in the next couple of years to top-class sports car racing. I truly believe, MP, that the massive change we've seen in just about every uh, area with GTP in IMSA with tech sports car racing and with the hypercar project now coming together with WEC, there are a number of brands that I'm tracking now. And that number is not two and it's not three. A uh, number of significant brands that I think are in a, in some cases, They've gone beyond review. I think it's now a matter of when and the longer ahead that goes and we have to kind of wait and see what happens with <coughs> the evolution of the rule set, whether Is, or not they run out of time. Auto Delta still exist? I'm trying to remember <laughs> from like the last uh, uh, Alfa Romeo prototype type thing. I know that what, it wasn't ProDrive, was it, that built the Silhouette uh, V10 ish alpha when well here's the, the thing pro car that, thing didn't really that pro take car off. thing i was introduced to the man who designed that car at uh where was he at monza Adrian and also Newey. The, no no, no and also by the way um the same man designed the stillborn alfa romeo group c car and there will be i hope an opportunity to uh for us to dig a bit deeper i hope in audio as well as words uh, with him at some point. Um, he he read a piece that I'd written about his Group C car, wanted to meet me, was introduced to me by the fine people at Ferrari. Uh, he's part of that setup in the background. And uh, we had uh, fabulous Italian coffee and talked about what we'll do a little later, hopefully this year. And I hope that might make for something pretty special for the Marshall Perut podcast because I don't think he's ever been interviewed about these two cars i've seen both of them they're both amazing um and yeah that could be something quite uh, quite fun beyond alfa romeo though and we, we are promised that they're looking to get to a position where they'll make some decisions before the end of this calendar year uh what i can also say is we are tracking multiple other major manufacturers and i hope in the days and the weeks to come we can update you with those as well uh, i will say there are a couple of big surprises in amongst those okay uh one other thing to mention uh is the we talked i think the last couple of uh, shows we've done about the dsc and racer story about the aston martin valkyrie program and that that appears to be uh you know a, a second lease of life uh with that that program and i know there's been a fair amount of internet scorn poured upon that well, guess what? We'll have more on that too uh, coming pretty soon, um, including uh, something from somebody who I'm told 
uh, from the person I've been speaking to, is actually working on that program. Uh, so I'm absolutely confident that one is kicking around. Beyond that, most of the rest of the news at the moment, MP, is about LMGT3. This is the GT3-based um, class that will form the other half, if you like, of the WEC from 2024 onwards. A couple of pieces of news to go with that. We've talked previously about the potential for um, a Lexus program with the existing RCF GT3, the car that Avia uh, Vassar Sullivan run in IMSA, uh, can now say with confidence that the team that's likely to bring that forward is ASP, that is Jerome Polycon's team, previously and currently a very um, loyal customer to Mercedes-AMG. What that says about the prospects of AMG making the cuts for WEC, we'll wait and see. The second part of it is a something of a left-field development for Porsche. Now, we've been talking about the potential for a couple of the existing customer teams, GR Racing, Project One, potentially even a North American team coming into the mix, maybe two one-car teams, what we believe will be an entry capped at two cars per manufacturer, or at least those manufacturers that get the invitation. Well, guess what? There's a new sheriff in town, and it's Monti Racing. And I think Monti Racing will begin the nod for Porsche. That's not going to get down well with a number of their customers. There are some other sizable surprises to come with LMGT3, and there's some other news to come as well about the future of both LMP3 and LMP2 in the coming several weeks and very few months as the rulemakers start to kind of catch up with what's been in the intray for a little wee while. So very busy thus far uh, on the news side. And as I say, I've been a bit poorly sick and therefore a little uh, rather unable to play catch up with some of these stories. Getting better now. So watch for the news uh, feeds to start to light up in the next few days and weeks because we're not travelling for a few weeks yet, which means once I've done all the paperwork, because there's a lot of that involved in running a couple of companies, it will be time to start uh, spreading that news. So loads happening our side of the pond, MP. But uh, you were talking about Lime Rock and, well, an amazing double win. Yeah, and just to summarize, if I heard everything correctly, Manti Racing will be running an Alfa Romeo uh, LMGT3 program. So this is That's, this is yeah. phenomenal. This is why folks tune in. Or it's completely wrong in every conceivable way, but I'm glad that you at least picked up the words. Other than facts and accuracy, I nailed yeah, the story. All right, on. that's all I wanted to hear. Have you heard any of the rumors that Porsche might be considering a LMDH slash GTP program in the future? That's another thing I've heard, too. So maybe we could confirm that here. What do you think? Heard anything? Uh, no? I, I think we're pretty safe with that one okay i will, I will but will by the way have a little bit more news about the progress with the customer programs for that nothing terrifically exciting but it just joins a few of the dots head of later this year and into next year what a couple more bits and pieces before we get into him so by the way one is the absence of glickenhaus from the entry list for next round in fuji now jim glickenhaus has not previously traveled to the the flyaway races with the SCG uh, 007, but um, I think we're beginning to see that unless 
something dramatic happens commercially, I do wonder whether or not we've we've got to the end of the line for SCG and you know what they've done for propping up Hypercar in its difficult teenage years. Uh, if that is the end, I want to be one of those guys that says thank you, Jim Glickenhaus, US Racing, Podium Engineering, Jesse Glickenhaus, everybody that's been involved in that, if it's the case. I hope it's not. I am hearing one or two prospects in the background, but my spidey senses tell me that they are if, buts, and maybes rather than definite plans and programs. And um, we'll wait to see what happens in 2024. But at the moment, I'm not feeling great about seeing a full season Glickenhaus program back in 24. Final piece of news, by the way, is we can now finally draw a line underneath the 2023 uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans with the confirmation that all of the cars, and that was one car for each of the major uh, hypercar manufacturers, uh, plus the LMP2 winning uh, Orica from Inter-Europol, all those cars uh, had parts removed for checks against compliance, and those checks uh, were came back absolutely clear. And in particular, there was a bit of chibba-jabba, chitter-chatter about the LMP2 win. We can now say to Racing Bakers from Poland, the 34 car uh, with Albert Costa, with uh, Fabio Scherer and Kuba Szymowski, uh, are the winning crew for the 2023 24 Hours of Le Mans. And congratulations to them. It's great to see the little team that could uh, doing what they did and coming away with the biggest prize in motorsport. Can we also safely say that with this confirmation that no irregularities were found, their LMP2 car completely legal in every way, as certified, ratified, and publicly announced by the ACO, WEC, and all folks who govern such things, that they're no longer waiting for phone calls from any reporters to discuss the matter uh, directly. No. Okay. uh, I think it's fair to say that um, the usual policy, which has allowed due process to take, uh, take its place, uh, pays off once again. It's a you know we we've had this conversation before about the way in which you deal with all sorts of controversies, whether or not it's uh, a major accident, whether or not it's you know controversy post race. What do you want to be? Do you want to be someone who reports fact, uh, explains process, or do you want to be that guy uh, that basically points the finger and then you know um, waits to see whether or not the evidence backs it up. Uh, in this instance, they've come away free and clear, and genuinely good luck to them. It's a team that pushes hard. They've invested heavily in WC, in the European Le Mans series, in the Asia Le Mans series. They're now in the Michelin Le Mans Cup. And by the way, uh, they've been part of the Imps WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and will be again next year uh, in LMP2. I'm certain of that. And, you know, good luck to them. These are the teams we should be working hand in glove with to make sure that they get the best possible opportunity to keep making those contributions. All right. I've got uh, five minutes or so uh, left. So, again, this is a, a sprint edition of the Weekend Sports Cars. Let's talk a little bit about Lime Rock. It deserves more. Maybe we'll talk more about it next week. Mm-hmm. I just love with all the passion in the world, IMSA's pair of GT-only weekends. My passion for them rooted in the 1980s 
when IMSA did the same exact thing numerous times per year with its just stonkingly amazing GTO and GTU classes. And so there were many events where all four classes ran, GTP, GTP Lights, GTO, and GTU, but they also broke off and did quite a few uh, GT-only events, and they were just amazing. And that has not changed. Um, I loved the the really healthy crowd. Um, that was fantastic. Loved the variety of competition there. Tuned in and watched a, a decent amount uh, as well over the weekend. Most of all, which you trailed, and let's close on this. Hey, uh, Ian James, he's good at driving race cars. He might be better. Time might remember Ian James more fondly as an epic manager of teams, right? So this is a guy who, again, won everything, fantastic. That's who we got to know him as. Uh, they did okay at Le Mans this year, I seem to think, uh, recall. And, hey, they just swept both GTD Pro and AM last weekend. Uh, Heart of Racing, Aston Martin. Like, this is a really formidable thing they've created. I know I'm not giving you more than two or three minutes to talk about it, but share your appreciation for what this team has done, not over the last 15 years they've been around, but they're like, what, three years old, four? Like, it's a short-lived thing. It's, it's you know, it's a strange thing, isn't it? If you didn't know the structure behind it, the backing behind it, you'd wonder where the heck these guys have come from. But what I, what I like about them is they don't shout about it. They, they crack on. They are massively competitive everywhere they turn up. You know, they're in a BOP class at times. There are days when, you know, the, the numbers are against them. But, you know, to win both those classes in one of the older cars, let's not forget, in the field, um, is a massive achievement. Uh, we missed out on seeing them at Monza because of the clash with CTMP, I think, uh, for IMSA, but they'll be back to complete the season, picking up the, the reins in Paul Dallana's number 98 car. And I think we're going to see, again, what is not an eye-catching driver squad overperforming. That says a lot. I think we can expect great things from them uh, moving forward. It's going to be there's all sorts of ways in which, you know, 2024 and 2025 and beyond are going to be interesting. And, and you know, if you're a smart follower of the sports, just look for the teams that are beginning to shine in, you know, what are in this area of balance of performance, in this area of specificity in LMP2 and LMP3, the teams that manage to shine through are the ones to keep an eye on because that's where the surprises are coming from. I love the fact that in the appreciation here for Heart of Racing, out of nowhere shots fired and you managed to call Ross Gunn, Ultra Barris, who some announcers love to call River Ass, which is uh, highly amusing, uh, Roman uh, DeAngelis and Marco Sorensen, ugly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just called them ugly. I mean... That's, wow. I'm telling you, Goodwin, the medication you're on. Powerful uh, stuff. Well, I think the, I, I expect uh, a very angry Ross Gunn and his close friends and family to be at my door in moments uh, after this has uh, hit the internet. But what am I saying? I, I'll say that. I'll, I'll say that loud. I'll say it clear here. Ross Gunn. No, I can't say it because it's not true. Uh, better than average looking. 
<laughs> Jesus. Better than average looking. I mean, look, they let a ginger win, first of all. So, you know, Roman, that, I mean, we're just, that, that's a very fortunate thing. A, a ginger Canadian. Like, wow. That, that's unicorn status. But, yeah. Uh, really good team. Really good results. Um, got a feel for some of the folks who ran well, but uh, whether it was a penalty for say somewhat minor contact uh, and pit lane and Paul Miller racing team uh, being tanked from there and having any chance of doing well. And, you know, there are a couple, couple things yeah. are a little, but there's always a little bit of uh, iffy stuff after a, a GT only race on a very short track. Graham Goodwin, uh, take us home. I'll do that. Listen, it has been short and very sweet. Uh, lots to look forward to. Keep an eye on the news pages of Delhi sports Car and of racer.com. Uh, because there's lots to come in the summer months that lie ahead. For now, though, we're going to say thank you to Cooper Tyres, to the Justice Brothers, to TorontoMotorsports.com, uh, to you, Marshall Pruitt, and I know what's been a very busy, uh, hectic time uh, with all of your clients. And uh, and thanks to Stephen Kilby, by the way, here at DSC for holding the fork. Well, I've been coughing my guts up week after week. Uh, this has been the Week in Sports Cars, part of the Marshall Pruitt podcast offering. And we will talk to you next week.